We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody, and welcome oh boy. back. What? Oh, already? <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. I was like, oh, I'm coming in hot with the depression. Oh, All right, okay. we're, we're losing now. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to No Other Pot. Um, <laughs> what a great start. Um, honestly, couldn't tell if you were having recording issues or what, so I was prepared to stop and start on over, but we now we just have this fantastic intro. Um, hey, I gotta tell you what, I hope my mic sounds better, because last <laughs> week, I think I had it set to my stupid headphone mic, and that's why I sounded like I was in a damn tin can, and you sounded like you were in a recording studio, and yeah. that that was very embarrassing for me. It happens. I mean, you know, unfortunately, one of the uh, the things with this is sometimes you record, and you get the whole episode in, and then you don't know until after you've recorded that something happened with the audio. Um, but, hey. Pretty crazy. You know what? We've, you know, we're, we're, we're two years in, but we're still learning. We're figuring this out as we go. Oh, so Nah, man. We're pros. We're pros. <laughs> Dude, we got some exciting things going on today. We do. Well, first off, just in case we have any new listeners, he's Dan and I'm Jimmy. Welcome. Oh, yeah. That's us. That's who we are. But what's exciting? Tell me. Oh, man. We got a special guest on the pod. Oh, boy. Uh, we got the manager of youth programs for Sporting Kansas City, Brendan Williams, man. He uh, he joins us guys for like a twenty minute conversation, and it was uh, it was a blast. I'm really excited for everyone to hear this. This was pretty cool. I mean, we we had our, our first um, guest a few weeks ago, Mark Rogandino from uh, LAFC, ahead of that game. Um, this is our first guest from the club itself, Brennan Williams, and and this one was oh, we're big time now. Was particularly exciting for me one because he was the director of your camp, and so we got a little bit of a behind the scenes scouting report of Dan Kuzer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of cool. But um, manager of youth programs that's a that's an important role with a club. So um, it's a pretty big deal. I don't know if you if you know how important it is. Like you you hear the title and you're like, oh cool, so he runs camps for kids. Sounds cool. Nah, man. Not when you know how these clubs are building through the academy and through these kids. Like, he's got to be pretty good, and, and they got to have a lot of trust in him. And must be good at his job, man, because he's, he's, he's been in this for a while. So I'm just really excited for everyone to hear his, uh, like his background and uh, kind of a, his, his day-to-day operations and everything, man. Really good guy. Really good dude. 
Yeah, it's cool. It's different than than other Sporting KC interviews you've probably heard before because this is an inside look at how the the affiliate programs and the academy programs work. So very cool. I try I tried to get some juicy PV info. I I, <laughs> I guess uh, you know nothing nothing existed there. Well, we learned there are a few people from the club who listen, so maybe Peter is one of them, and he can't say but too that, many bad things because then Peter will come right? and uh, you know make him do wind sprints on the super pitch or something who knows so <laughs> well, now i gotta know now i gotta know who else listens man like is this is this us having the uh uh accountant for the club on our pod uh <laughs> the graphic designer i mean what do we what do we who's next hey the, the, the it's limitless graphic designer chad from kc on twitter we follow each other yep. he's probably a pretty interesting guest so we do know chad yeah absolutely he's always uh creating the jerseys man he, he asked me my opinion of a jersey one time and i didn't know that he uh he was actually the creator of of the jersey and i said well eh, it's not my favorite <laughs> i said what i said what about you and he's like oh yeah i i, I create i design the jerseys and i was like oh shit <laughs> i love it it's beautiful I, I was just kidding oh you mean this jersey no it's my favorite <laughs> thought you meant the other other one. <laughs> oh man well yeah no it was it was very cool um also he used to work for the crew he was with the columbus crew during the whole save yeah, the crew debacle crew. so got a little bit a little of insider info there yeah it's pretty fun um so can't wait for you all to hear that but first that was cool man we might have him back another day too that was uh that was a lot of fun oh yeah for sure but first we have some other stuff to hit um the first of which is to remind you all, make sure you give us a five-star rating and review. We, uh, five star. We uh, always appreciate and read every single review we get. Even if it's we bad, we we'll read it, but give us a good one. We haven't been able to read one in a while. And and let's be honest, anyone who leaves a, a small star review, they're, they're, they're not leaving a review. They're just going to hit that star and they're going to move on. Even though we'd actually appreciate it if you did leave a review because then we know why you didn't like it. Was it a Coos Karaoke? Was it too much analytics? No, definitely not. Was it what? No. What was it? We we gotta know. Everyone loves Coos Karaoke, and they adore Jimmy Lytics. All right, <laughs> they they love that shit. Um, but anyway, if you haven't left one, please do. We'll read it. We'll give you a shout out. Um, if you have left one, thank you. Uh, get your friends, your your mom, your dad, your dog. Make them leave a review for us. Make a second your account. Dog. Leave another oh, review. Shit. So send a picture of your dog, dude. We love pictures of dogs. Well, Jimmy's a cat person. No, He's time weird. out. Hold on. But I'm a dog. I am, time. I am a dog person. I have cats because it is hard to have a dog when you are not at home very much. But I would very much like no. a dog. So I hear you, man. It's a little rough sometimes. I'm like, oh, sorry, I can't go out to eat because I have a dog. Yeah, it's or, tough. You know, Marissa can't come to my soccer game because we were at a movie all day, a three-hour Quentin Tarantino movie, so she had to stay home with the dogs. You know? <laughs> yeah, cats are a little bit more self-sufficient, but um, and crazy. That, I mean, that that's you know, depending on the cat, that's very true. But uh, depending on the cat, there you go. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, we uh, we have quite a bit to get to and not very much time. So let's. As much as we let's don't waste six more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> as much as we don't want to, let's jump into this NYCFC oh, game. Um, Jesus, this one. What do you do? This one was a little rough. We knew uh, going into this one that uh, you know we were going to have uh, Felipe Gutierrez missing because he was on a yellow card suspension. Um, weren't quite sure who was going to step in in that place, but look at this lineup: Rogers in there. 
coming back to the starting 11 for the first time. Ilya was back. He missed the previous game because of a yellow card suspension. Uh, Benny Failhaber stepped into starting role in the midfield. Um, I mean, overall, pretty much the first choice 11 minus Felipe. Um, I, I, you, you text me before the game started. I think you were like, we're going to lose 3-0. And I, I wasn't far off. I, well, you weren't far off either. Well, I was like, I think we're going to draw 2-2. And I was being a little hopeful. But, um, yeah, it uh, the first thing, I mean, man, I've, I've watched games at, at Yankee Stadium before. Not in person. You have been there in person, so you have to tell me if it seems yeah. any different. But every That's time I watch a game intensely on TV at Yankee Stadium, it hits me how small this field is. Like it's it's weird, right? It's crazy. I'm like, this isn't a real field, so I don't know. And and it's weird seeing the fans too. They're so far back, and uh, you know, when we went, we were in like the third row, bro, which would have been amazing seats because we were right behind the batter's box almost to the to the left. And uh, I, it's not great seats when it's a soccer game. <laughs> There's still a lot of space between you and the actual soccer pitch. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty far. It's weird. It's so thin. You're like, man, like. The field is so narrow, which I feel like actually hurts Sporting KC because we have some speed on the wings with Gerso and Johnny. They both like getting wide and cutting inside. So I feel like when you really make yeah. that field as narrow as it is and make it a more compact defense, kind of works against our strength. Um, I'm not trying to blame that for what happened because we can go. We were the first team to give NYCFC a loss at Yankee Stadium, so it's not like we can't do it. But, uh, yeah, this one um, – it's tough, man. Where do you where do you even start with this? Like, where where did we go wrong? I mean, you've heard, I mean, Benny wasn't the best. Uh, you know, he was fighting with our own players. We're not really sure what happened there. I, I we're gonna need someone to get to the bottom of that. When Benny came in hot, yelling at Seth and Namath, you thought he came in giving some heavy criticism, and Seth and Namath just couldn't take the heat. So get out the goddamn kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, well, so taking a step, Hell's I, I do want to talk about Benny for a minute because if you're going to be throwing that kind of stuff at your other players, you sure as hell be better playing a damn good game. And got to back it up. He had he had uh, some moments where they he probably wants to forget, but um, he's not the Benny we used to know and love, is he? It's it's he's got a few years on him, and not he, the Benny uh, that I used to know. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, how many years does he have left? Really? I mean, this could be it for him. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I understand why they brought him back given Rodgers' injury. You just needed some sort of experience. You needed a veteran presence in the midfield. Not that Ilya can't be that guy, but he's a different kind of presence in that midfield, different kind of leader. He's generally a little bit more quiet until he just snaps and goes choking people. Um, But I understand why they brought him back. He's just clearly not the Benny that was here last time around with Sporting KC. But... I actually thought the first 10-ish minutes of this game, Sporting didn't look bad, which I feel like I'm on repeat because I say this a lot of times. I'm Every like, time. Ten, Every time. First 10 minutes, we looked pretty good. We were attacking. We we had chances. <laughs> like I was like, okay. Um, sure. But, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Fool me, fool me once, you can't fool me again. Um, what? 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 That's not how it goes. That's not how it goes at all. That's how it goes according to... GW, fool me twice, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, who the hell's JW? What the hell's G- that? GW, George. Who the hell's George W? You've, have oh, you not God. seen this clip? <laughs> when he's like, "Fool me once, shame on, 
Shame on you. You fool me once, you can't fool me again. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, George. I, I got you. You're doing a bit. Yeah, I got yeah. it. <laughs> jeez. Right over. Now i got to explain the joke. It's not a joke anymore. Um, yeah. But, you know, I actually did think. I almost tweeted 10 minutes into this game. Sporting KC actually looks pretty good. And maybe I did tweet it in my delirium. I don't know. But I actually, if I did, as I was typing it out, I was like, don't say this because you say this every time and then we lose. Um, and that's exactly what happened. The uh, It's rough, man. Gerso did get a chance off in the 22nd minute. He brought down a ball uh, deep in New York territory, kind of cut it into his left foot, had a shot on frame, hit it right at Sean Johnson who, who punched it away. But uh, – that was about the last good thing that happened to Sporting KC for a long, long time. Um, just another one of those weird games. I mean, it's every goal was just deflating, and you just kind of felt like there was no sense of urgency in this game. We weren't really moving the ball as well. Um, it, it just the whole game felt weird, man. Yeah, it, it was very strange. And this first goal that happened for NYCFC in the 41st minute, the three players who I just want to scream at because I'm like, guys. These, like, what are you doing? Begins with Zussi, then it goes to Benny, and then it goes to Seth. And this is after... The veteran players, bro. You just named three veterans. Yep. And this is after... That's crazy. After Benny screamed at Seth. I don't remember exactly what minute that is. Um, it's not in the MLSsoccer.com highlights, understandably so. But it happened somewhere in the first half where Benny was just laying into Seth, and they got into it a little bit. And like you said, at first I was like, okay, I'm... I'm I, Benny does this sometimes, and sometimes it lights a fire under players. <laughs> you, you know, I didn't hate it at first, but then he goes and does something like this. So what happened? Well, let me ask you this. Sorry, uh, sorry, to yeah, interrupt go you. For it. Uh, of those three players you just named, they didn't have the best games. Uh, how many of those three start against Seattle this coming Sunday, 9 p.m. Central? Man, that's good. Well, Benny's not going to start. I can tell you that. Um, I mean, I, I, I would go so far as to say zero of them start. Um, but I, I think, I don't know who you put over there for Seth. I know you could easily put Hasler in for Zussi and well, now you have Roger out. So don't you think you have to have Benny out there? I don't know. I mean, Roger's out, but is Benny going to give you more than Zalalem would? You'll, you'll have Felipe, uh, Ilya and Zalalem, I guess. Or, huh? or Buzio. Let Buzio yeah, get in maybe. there. Play, play the number eight box to box. I don't know, but it, it's not going to be Benny. I agree with you. I don't think. Uh, Zussi's going to be in there. Probably see Nico Hasler. Um, hell, Which, that's fine. You could, Missed him. You could put Madronda at left back if he's healthy. Let Man, him, that's a toss-up. Flip a coin on that some bitch. I mean, he'll get you 60, 65 minutes at left back, and then you can either bring in Seth if you need to. You can do something crazy. Put in Johan. Um you could get do something crazy, you, dude. Screw it, man. I'm on the Johan bus, dude. <laughs> put him wherever. Put him wherever, because he's fun to watch. He, I mean, at least he tries hard. Like you can't, so, <laughs> you can't fault his effort. At least he tries hard. Here's a participation trophy, you fuck. I mean, he's like a freaking <laughs> French bulldog, just bowling around, running into people. He might he trip is, over dude. himself. He might fire a ball twenty-seven thousand feet in the air. But like, goddamn bulldog baguette. He, he tries hard. I mean, that you're not gonna work. see him just jogging around. Like, I mean, he's he puts in maximum effort, which I can appreciate. Ooh, um, Deadpool. <laughs> you could get real crazy if you want, and you could have a uh, a back line of Hasler on the right, Fontas and Botan in the middle, and slide Beasler over to left back. He's played a little left back in his day. 
But um, oh my god, let's not get nuts, all right? <laughs> Especially when you're going up to a losing Seattle side. But yeah, but this goal. I mean, uh, let's just talk about what happened real quick. Yeah. Ball gets fired out to the left side on the wing. Zussi does absolutely nothing to close down. He's just jogging over. He's like giving the the winger ten yards of space. Um, the winger cuts it inside to a midfielder. And forgive me, I don't know who all these. Uh, I think it's Alex Ring is 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 the midfielder who gets the ball. Lays it off behind him um, and runs directly past Benny Fellhaber, who gets caught ball watching. Does not run with the man. Alex Ring is wide open. Sends the ball right across the face of goal to uh, an Anton Tinnerholm, who Seth just totally ignored, and Tinnerholm just taps it on in. And I'm like, are we? Do we have defensive traffic cones out there? Because they would have done just as well. So it was, yeah, it was embarrassing. Not, not great. It's like, uh, how's everything going? Not great. Not great, Bob. <laughs> Not great, Bob. Um, in the 54th minute, um, that's when sort of shenanigans started happening again. Sporting Casey could not clear a ball. New York City sort of regained possession in the midfield. And this forward, Heber, or Haber, however you say it, was onside. Botan kind of stepped up to try to uh, close down on the midfielder. And when that happens... Somebody's got to slide in, or, or or Benny's got to take a step back. Somebody's got to cut. You can't leave the number nine wide open. That's exactly what happened. And then he runs right at Tim, sees Tim coming off his line, just does a nice little easy chip over Tim. Suddenly it's 2-0. And at that point, if there was any hope, I had lost all of it. So, not good. Um, not good, man. To add insult to injury, just a few minutes later, Roger Espinosa gets a red card. Um, which was weird because originally they gave him a yellow card and it was his second yellow, so it was going to be a red, and then he was sent off. And then uh, they went to VAR to review it and were like, nope, it's actually a straight red card, so you don't get a yellow, you get a straight red, you're still off. A little weird, but... Yeah, they didn't even give a second yellow, did they? No, well, they originally gave the second yellow and he was off because of that. But then VAR so he was going to have a red card anyway var signaled down and it must be for disciplinary reasons or something where there's a, a difference between getting a second yellow or a straight red because they went to var and then the ref came back and rescinded the second yellow and instead showed him a straight red card so it was very odd it's crazy but it's very roger it's like welcome back to the lineup bro all right we'll see you in a couple of weeks <laughs> yeah and i mean i saw not a lot of people but i did see some people like kind of complaining about the call it's a straight red uh it's yeah I, there's no complaints from me there it's it, the only complaint is if if roger's on anyone else's team he's my least favorite player like i would hate him and the fact that he's on our team you kind of got to be forced to to like him and root for the guy but you gotta admit He's very hateable if you're anybody else. He is. Like, the one thing I saw about this call is people were like, well, he got ball first. It does not matter. Like, the laws of the game say it literally does not matter if you get ball. Roger, yes, does get ball first, and then he has his cleats go right into the inner thigh of an NYCFC player. It's reckless. It's dangerous. It's a red card. Um, yep. So, that happens. Sporting KC is down to 10 men. Um, weirdly, almost after they went down... We got better for a minute. Ilya scored a goal from the run of play. I was a header. He kind of flew out of nowhere. I think it was that his was kind of different. First goal from run of play. I think that he's had. He's had a penalty kick and and stuff, but I don't think it's just happened. Uh, 
in in Con- in Champions League, didn't he have some big uh, big volley from like outside the box? Well, that's true. Yeah. So good clarification. First MLS goal in run of play. Yeah, um, probably so. And I guess technically, it's off a corner kick. So I don't know if you can really even call it run of play, but it wasn't it wasn't a uh, a penalty kick goal. Um, it was just kind of a blown defensive assignment by NYCFC. So then you know you're like okay two one, you got. 18-ish minutes left. Excuse me. Um, but then NYCFC put any uh, any hope away in the 77th minute. Alex Ring um, just kind of fires one from distance that gets past Melia. Melia maybe should have gotten it, but it's 3-1. That's how the game ends, and we're still stuck way down in the standings, um, way out of the playoff uh, contention right now. We are sitting still in 10th place. Six points out of the playoffs. The Timbers have moved up into the playoffs as most expected. So, Does it feel like you're six points out? Because to me, it feels like we're 15 points out. Yeah, it feels like we're the worst team in the league. It's- six points, dude. That's two victories and like some other results to fall our way. Like It's, it's crazy that it's still attainable because we're hitting August. Uh, today, J- uh, July 31st. August is coming, man, and that's what I said. August, we're going to have this conversation. If we're still here, fuck it all, burn it down, done deal. But I, I don't know if we can say that yet because we're six points away. That's crazy to talk about. Yeah, let me ask you this, though. Um, so say we make a little bit of a run, we put it together, we sneak into the playoffs in like sixth or seventh spot. Um do you worry that like, okay, that that'll almost then mask some of the flaws of this team and then, or expose it in the playoffs? Well, it could expose (laughs) it in the playoffs. Yeah. But like, so say you, is, is it worth making the playoffs, making a first round exit, but then sort of having that idea in the back of your mind, like, Oh, you know, maybe the first half of the season was unlucky. Maybe we give this one more year when I think to me, it's pretty clear. Like some of these guys, you know, it's just past their time. Um, well, and you, you really said that unpopular opinion with uh, it might be time to say goodbye to Zussi, and that, that hurts, man, because every every girl listening right now is like, no, <laughs> not not Mr. Handsome. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, hell, that's what I'm saying. I was going to... like, no, not Mr. Handsome. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, he, um, yeah, it's tough, especially some the years that some of these people have put in um Zussi, seth benny like these guys have been around for so long it's just i don't know um, it's nuts man there are rumors that we're bringing in that um left back luis martins as of this recording it still is not official which probably means tomorrow morning it will become official because that's generally probably. how this it's works. pretty much official they're like waiting on paperwork and stuff yeah so but i mean once again it's somebody coming in to challenge Seth's job. Um, well, right now I think he can have it. I mean, Seth has been uh, Seth's been a little poor the last couple of games, and I do I think Seth's a bad player? Hell no. But I know he's made a couple mistakes, and uh, you know, like one of those goals uh, for NYCFC, man, that that back post was all his, and he didn't get it. He didn't take it marked. He didn't mark it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, he. Uh... When Tinnerholm came in there, Tinnerholm shouldn't be scoring a goal like that. Get the hell out. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, look, NYCFC is a good team. They have a real shot at winning the East. Um, oh, very much so. So yeah, they're hot right now. But you know, 
I don't know. I think they've won like they've won like nine games, like uh, uh, out of so many. They're they're on a streak. Yeah, and they have a number of games in hand, so they're very good. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what Luis Martins can do if he comes in. I know we did get a question um, from one of our listeners about: Do you think Luis Martins would come in and actually play, or do you think uh, you know he's somebody that would come in and you know, maybe get some time with Swope before moving up to the first team? Um, next year i think if if they you know bring him in if they get him in this transfer window give him time see what he ha- see what happens um well it's interesting you mentioned swope and they just uh swope just signed a uh a striker today uh zay pedro or whatever his name is right uh is he a striker or a winger i know he's a forward i thought it said striker okay. and uh you gotta know like everything done in swope park rangers every move is made with intent to benefit the first team maybe now or in the future so like that signing is interesting to me and also what's interesting to me is how their game did not get played last weekend bro yeah yeah that's crazy the other team got in a bus crash yeah that's nuts man dude and i can't imagine getting hit when you're on a bus because you're not buckled in you could go flying across the bus or your rib crashes into the seat in front of you or you fall out into the aisle Luckily, no one was seriously hurt, but I was—I got a tweet, and I, it was like, All right, the game's going to be rescheduled. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Is it raining? <laughs> yeah, it's it was very odd. Um, but, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah, I just want to touch on that for a minute. But, yeah, the, every signing and, and uh, I don't know, man, everything. Every signing is with intent. Like, there's a reason. Yeah, it was David O'Neill. He was the one who asked, do we see Luis Martins with the first team this season? I think we do. Maybe. Now, I do. Yeah. I, um Mike Kuhn at down the byline on Twitter. He he writes for Blue Testament. He used to write for the Kansas City Star. He put up a funny tweet that said, uh, well, you know, when Martin comes in as the latest attempt to replace Sinovic, um, and then he he tweeted a photo from Sporting KC Reddit, and it's it's Sinovic's face photoshopped over Thanos from Endgame, and it said, you could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. And it's just like this image of Seth just like never goes away. And then someone else tweeted the... Uh, Seth over Thanos again, and it just says, I am inevitable. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of feels that way. It always somehow comes oh, back to Seth. So, so, that's so funny. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know. Well, maybe we'll see Luis Martins. Um, Kyle Orenberg, one of our longtime OG listeners, um, he asked, should we call this season a loss and focus on giving the young players on the roster playing time before overhauling the roster this offseason? I mean, you said we're only six points out. Yeah, no, not yet, not yet. I mean, as long as you're mathematically still in there, I mean, give it time, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think there's still some time. Um, it's tough, and I think you know we we had some other questions. Riley Ayer asked, "Is it time to burn it down?" It's gonna be a lot harder to just burn this down than pe- than people think. It's not gonna be something where we can just go in and get rid of a bunch of players. Um, you know, it takes two to tango. You're going to have to find some people who are willing to take some of these guys that we don't want, or they're going to have to be willing to mutually terminate their contracts, um, which I don't know why you would do that if you were these players, because you're guaranteed a lot of money. Um, I just think, you know, it's 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 going to be pretty tough. Some of these guys are under contract all the way through 2021, 2022. Um, again, down the byline, he Mike Kuhn put up on Twitter, you know, people who are still under contract for 2020 um quasi still is Juan Cousin still is Felipe still is 
2021 is when we have Zussi. We have Fontas until 2022. Um, That's crazy. Those guys aren't going to be easy to move. So, you know, who people who are out of contract after this year, Seth Sinovic, uh, Christian Namath, Benny Fellhaber, um, you know, Jimmy Madronda. These are guys that you might see let go. Um, so there is going to be some turnover, but I, I, it's going to be hard to just do a total overhaul. Um, it, if you can see why you might want to, you can kind of feel that, but it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't sound, it doesn't seem like that needs to happen. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that kind of feeds into Nathan J asks what position is most needed to stabilize our defense. Um, I mean, to me, it's 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 the fullbacks, but also it's bringing in another defensive midfielder, either behind Ilya or to push Ilya. Because uh, one, to me, it's become painfully clear when Ilya's out, we have nobody who can play that position. But two, our fullbacks are just so old and slow that we need new ones. So I don't know. Do you agree, or, or, or do you think something else? No, I, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, yeah, we got a lot of questions this week, guys, and I apologize. You know, we're not going to be able to, to to get to all of these. Um, no, this is badass, though. I mean, there's, dude, very vocal, very vocal this week. Yeah, I do want to um, also, you know, David O'Neill asked, were either of you burned by dish or sling dropping Fox Sports KC hours before the game like I was? Uh, I don't know if you were, but I actually was. I was not. I had, I, were you really? Yeah, I, oh, because you have sling. I have sling TV, and I had been seeing on Twitter – these uh these tweets from dish network and they're all focusing on the royals but the royals also play on fox sports kansas city and they're like sling might drop fox sports kc and i was like oh no gotta keep an eye on it and then that day i saw the one that was like sling has dropped fox sports kc and i was like son of a bitch um <laughs> so i had to sign up for youtube so what did you TV. do you signed up for youtube tv yeah canceled sling so wow how do you like it so far so good I got that unlimited cloud DVR now, which is nice. Oh, that's fancy. So I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Huh. Um, but yeah, thank you guys all for the questions. I know we didn't oh, get to, yeah. to nearly all of them, you know, especially with the interview we got coming up. Um, but oh yeah, we gotta get to that shit. Yeah, let's uh, let's kick to that interview right now. Kick it. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll kick it over to our interview with. Kick uh, it with Brennan, the manager of youth programs, and then we will come back, maybe talk a little bit of uh, MLS All-Star, preview the Seattle game, and then we'll call it good. But right now, please enjoy our interview with Brennan Williams, manager of youth programs, Sporting Kansas City. All right, folks, welcome back. We have a very special guest with us today. He is the manager of youth programs and uh, for Sporting Kansas City. It's Brennan Williams. Brennan, thanks so much for joining us, man. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> That's, very, that's <laughs> very cool, man. I was kind of, I was totally flattered when you when you told me you listened to us. I was like, I don't I didn't even know the club acknowledged our existence. So that's very cool. <laughs> There's there's a few of us inside that uh that listen all the time so we enjoy. Oh, it. that's awesome! Warms my heart. It's nerve wracking uh, too. 
<laughs> Got to make sure we're on right. our game. <laughs> I know. I got put any... <laughs> you know, uh, guys, now I know I've talked about it the last couple of weeks, but Brendan was actually in charge of putting together the uh, uh, SKC fantasy camp that had all those fun things we got to do. And uh, I don't know, Brendan, I kind of want to get into a little bit of, of where you came from, man. I know you haven't been with sporting uh, too terribly long, but uh, what's your what's your past? What's your what's your history and your career here? Yeah, so I kind of have a, a little bit of a weird path. So I played uh, I played college soccer at a small school in Ohio. After that, I moved down to Texas, played some professional indoor soccer there. But funnily enough, uh, you can't really make a career out of that. Uh, <laughs> so I jumped into you know the real world where I took a marketing job. I was doing that for a number of years, um, still playing soccer on the side. But I was like, at some point, I was just like, you know what, I'm over it. I need to get into soccer and get something that I really enjoy so I went back to school got my master's um then I got my first job in major league soccer with the Columbus crew um and I was with Columbus crew for about about a year and a half um when all the the craziness went down with the ownership group uh, and that infamous Grant Wall tweet came out I was laying in bed scrolling and I was like oh okay um uh, <laughs> and uh decided at that point maybe it's time to start looking so uh this position came open with sporting and um, honestly, throughout the league, Sporting's, Sporting Kansas City's front office is, uh, you know, the the pinnacle of front offices. So uh, I jumped at the chance to apply, and, you know, I've been here for a year and a half. Um, and most, Well, you got to hang out with me on my, my fun working weekend, but uh, most of the time my job is traveling around the weekend or traveling around the, uh, the region and working with players between the ages of two and 19 yeah two years old if you can believe it uh (laughs) and trying to get them to play uh the sporting way if you will so we run camps and clinics all over the region um within our territory and uh that's that's what takes up most of my time man that's awesome i mean i gotta tell you what uh to get someone to play the sporting way i mean that means you had to have some extensive training on on how they do things right yeah, absolutely. So uh, I get to first-team training as much as I can to to learn from the big dogs, um, but then work closely with the academy folks, uh, all of our coaches in the academy, watching all those different age groups in practice and, and picking things up from them as well. So um, basically the things that we work on at, at my programs are kind of a, a stripped-down version, if you like, of what the first team and what our academy does. So that means you work with, sounds like you work with all of like the affiliate clubs throughout the region. Like I live in Lee Summit. I know there's a sporting Lee Summit affiliate. So th- those are the types of clubs and affiliates that you do your work with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have 14 affiliates around the region um, as far as Evansville, Indiana, uh, up into Iowa, down into Arkansas. We're, we're all over the place. And it's funny you say Lee Summit because I'll actually be running a camp in Lee Summit next week. Right after oh, have you come go. by. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Um, and I know one of the things that Peter talks about and, and, and you know, he, he's sort of ramped it up even more, you know, with the, the creation of Swope Park and whatnot. But eventually the, the goal is sort of growing your own 11, like from, you know, the affiliates all the way up through the academy, working their, your way up to the first team. Can, can you just talk a, a little bit about how important it is to really, you mentioned, help these kids learn to play the sporting way? how important it is to get them at that young age. You, you mentioned two and we kind of laughed because it seems kind of crazy, but you know, in order to, to, to really accomplish that long-term goal, Peter has, you play a, a key role in that, don't you? Yeah, sure. Uh, absolutely. Um, my reach is, is pretty, pretty uh, wide uh, traveling throughout the region. So 
No, it's, it's huge. So the reason that our, you know, affiliate program even came about is because honestly, uh, just geographically, we're at a disadvantage to a lot of teams in this league and, um, we're not a traditional, this region is not a traditional, uh, hotbed of, of soccer player cultivations like the New Yorks, the Dallas's, the LA's, right? Um, so that is kind of why we, we moved to this affiliate model where we have, uh, way more touch points with a lot more players. Um, we, the camps are part of it, but we also send academy coaches around uh, to all of our affiliates to see if there's there's players that that can make that jump to our academy. And there's there's a good handful that have um, from camps, but also from our um, additional program that we put on with our affiliates. Uh, so so yeah, I mean it, it was a, a necessity, um, and it's it's really paying dues now. We have a ton of players coming through our academy that were found through our affiliates, and it's. It's honestly, I, it's, if I were to look five years down the road, it's the model that the rest of the MLS is going to follow. Man, I think that's, yeah, that's very awesome. And for you two, I mean, Peter knows the way the program needs to be. He knows the structure and you're right in the middle of it. Um, I, I'm just kind of putting myself in that position. I, it sounds kind of stressful. And I just imagine like, <laughs> is there any, is there any time you ever had a, uh, a Peter Vermees like session or, or a lecture of any kind where he really kind of told you where he was really stern with you? <laughs> no, luckily I haven't been on that, that end yet. And I hope to, uh, oh, to stay away from that side of him. And you saw, <laughs> you saw a little glimpse uh, when the referees were brought up. So, um, you know, that's motivation enough for me to, to keep working hard and stay on the good side. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That uh, angry Hungarian comes out. That's for sure. <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I haven't quite been on the receiving end of that, but I, when I'm in the press conferences after the games, it, you know, you have to make sure you ask the question the right way, especially if the result doesn't go Sporting's way, because uh, Peter can. Uh, he's, he's a passionate man. I'll put it that way. Um, I'm sure you know Very that passionate. better than anyone else. <laughs> um, so for for. Many of our listeners are, are very well versed in sort of how this works with, you know, Affiliate Academy, um, you know, all, all the way up to the first team. But but for those who, who may not be, can can you sort of explain how that process works? You kind of touched on it a little bit, but, you know, there, anyone can really sign up for these affiliates pretty much from my understanding. But then how do they make that jump from the academy? And then what's that look like as they work their way through the academy up to maybe Swope Park and eventually the first team? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'll, I'll just kind of start at the top and work the way back. So um, obviously, if you guys spend any time watching Spoke, Sword Park Rangers, you'll notice, especially this year, it's it's a lot of guys that have come to our academy. Um, actually, today I just had John Polskamp and uh, Wilson Harris out um, at one of my camps, and those are two guys that have spent time in our academy, um, worked their way up to the first team. Um, the academy starts at age 12 um, and goes all the way up to 19. And uh, these are the guys that are uh, at Swill Park every single day training with, with some of the best coaches I've ever had the, the chance to work with um, and, you know, getting into that sporting Kansas City uh, style of play that we see. And we, we you know, teams all the way down to the 12s. Um, but where the Academy affiliates come into play is um, these are the, the, the people on the ground in Wichita, Omaha, um, Des Moines, all these, all these affiliate cities. Um, so where we actually get to see them is, you know, we host a bunch of tournaments uh, where our um, academy coaches come out and try to, to look for the best players. We host uh, all-star weekends uh, twice a year where uh, our affiliates nominate 
players to come play, uh, spend a weekend uh, basically living the life of an academy player, going through academy sessions and playing against our academy teams. Um, and then another cool thing that we're doing uh, next year is we are sending a team of affiliates, uh, of affiliate players, an all-star team, uh, down to the USL Academy Cup in Florida. So mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different ways that we are uh, taking these players uh, and getting them into the umbrella. And a lot of these people are making the full-time jump into the academy program through uh, a residency, staying with a host family and things like that. Very cool. I would think that. I would think that'd be a feel pretty rewarding job, man. I mean, we, you always talk about being a teacher is rewarding and, and you're, you're, you're teaching soccer, man. You're out there running these things. And I would think at the end of the day, it feels pretty good, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the reason why I, I find it rewarding, it's not because I, you know, taught a kid how to do a Maradona or something. It's because <laughs> um, when I was growing up, uh, it was, let's just say MLS wasn't as prevalent as it is today. And I didn't have anybody really locally to look up to. Um, now I'm out in the field and I'm seeing these kids wearing Ilya jerseys and, and shallowy jerseys and talking about how amazing that save Tim Ilya made four weeks ago. And I'm like, wow, these kids are really, really looking up to these guys. They have something to look forward to. And I'm, you know, helping uh, bring out their inspiration a little bit more and drive them forward. Um, and even if they don't make it as a professional, uh, they're going to be a sporting fan for the rest of their life, which is which is really cool for them. That's pretty cool. And yeah, I mean, you you mentioned how MLS is a, is a relatively young league, especially compared to a lot of the other professional leagues around the world. And, and, and you know, it only started in 1996. Um, as it continues to grow and continues to bring in um, both big name players and young up and coming players, um, as and as it continues. To, to, to get better and, and soccer becomes more prevalent across the country. Um, how do you foresee that impacting the quality of uh, sort of young American players that hopefully make their way up not only into MLS, but then maybe one day eventually onto the U S national team. I know that's been a big discussion as, as the U S national team tries to figure out uh, the, the men's national team, their strategy moving forward. Um, you hear sometimes about the lost generation, um, but how do these <laughs> affiliates and, and, and academies sort of, work their way up not only to sporting Kansas city and MLS clubs, but maybe even to the men's national team. Yeah, absolutely. And and you mentioned, you know, players coming in and, you know, young players. And um, I I think you're kind of referring to a lot of the the South American talent that's coming through um, getting away from the retired stars, things like that. Um, I think it's awesome. I think it's, it's the way it needs to be because if, if these players, uh, you know, 19, 18 year olds, the Zico Barcos of the world are coming in, um, and our, uh, academy players, if you want to call it that, are not at that level, then okay, we can recognize that we need to still, as, as many strides as we've taken, um, in development in this country, we have a long way to go if we're going to be keeping up with the Argentinas of the world or the Brazils of the world. Um, and I think it's great. I think it's, it's awesome. Competition is always going to make you better. Um, and, you know, as long as we're continuing on the path of getting better, getting better. Um, I don't know if you guys know this sporting one at the end of the year last year for MLS. Um, so I think we're doing some things right. Um, but there's obviously a long way to go till we're getting onto the you know the world superpower stage oh for sure um dude let's let's shift gears a little bit here to the uh the skc fantasy experience now this was kind of your baby i remember you were kind of telling me a little bit about it um i mean you orchestrated this thing you put it all together 
how did this how did this really come about? I mean, did you have anything like this that you did in Columbus that you were able to like transition to here as well, or was this like brand new for you? So we had a uh, it's called a watered down version of this in Columbus. Um, <laughs> the, the the cool thing the cool thing about this the one that we just put on two weeks ago is you know sporting has uh, you know incredible facilities, um, incredible staff uh, that we were able to you know, lean on for this. Uh, whereas with the other club, I didn't really have that much help. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, after it, it only took me about a month of being with the club and, and seeing all the awesome facilities that we have of saying like, okay, we need to find a way to get people in here. Um, so I made up the tentative schedule. Um, and I tried to actually <laughs> fit everything into one day and, uh, took it over to, um, Rick, who you had the chance to meet that, um, runs Pinnacle mm-hmm. and, uh, also PV. And we decided that it needs, there's just too much stuff. We were going to not be able to show you guys everything that we wanted to show you, uh, in one day. So we decided to make it that, you know, call it a day and a half, uh, experience. Um, but you'd be, you'd be surprised as, as <laughs> since I'm just a, you know, manager of youth programs, I didn't think that I would be able to pull all the big names that we pulled, uh, for this. So I, my initial, um, schedule for this was, you know, not as cool as it ended up being. But once PV got his hands on it, he was like, all right, I'm pulling strings. Uh, Bliss is running the session. <laughs> Carrie's here <laughs> coaching you guys. I'm going to be there. Uh, and then he uh, pulled the final touch with Josh Wolf coming through as well. So <laughs> he was he was very stoked once he got his hands on it and, and helped make it what it was. So was there any resistance when you first brought up this idea at all? Or, or, or was Peter and, and the rest of the club were they like, oh, this is an awesome idea. Let's run with this. Uh, they were they were excited. They, there was no resistance at all. They were saying, why have we not done this sooner? Um, and I was like, yeah, why haven't we done it? Let's do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. That's awesome, man. So you came in, I mean, you coming into the club, even as a semi-new employee, I mean, it sounds uh, like they were very trusting of you and, and trusted you to get this thing going. And, and from a participant, I, I'd say it was a pr- pretty good success, man. I'm glad to hear that you said it was good because I was worried I was going to listen to the pod last week and they're just going to be like, man, that Brennan guy. Works. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is there anything that maybe you didn't get to incorporate this year that in future years you're hoping to incorporate or were there any sort of lessons learned where you're like, yeah, you know, that went well, but next year this is what we're going to do. Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest things that I want to do uh, next year is uh, you kind of talked about all the the crazy regeneration stuff that we have at Pinnacle and uh, just you know didn't plan out enough time for you guys to be able to hit the the cryo chamber and I think that would have been massively cool for you guys to do that and uh, potentially wouldn't have been sore for the next few days afterwards because <laughs> of that. So uh, definitely just little tweaks like that, um, but there's definitely going to be different things that we we're going to do each year to, to keep it, you know, spicy and not the same thing over and over. Right. To get, to get some of that repeat business and whatnot. I'm, I'm sure. Absolutely. What, uh, what was your, I mean, you kind of had to become a participant here too, man. Like you, uh, you suited up, you played in the, in the scrimmage with us. I mean, <laughs> as an onlooker and, and someone who organized it, what was, what was kind of your favorite, uh, part of the weekend? <laughs> Uh, I don't remember if I told you the story, but um, growing up, a uh, big national team fan, and I <laughs> always loved Josh Wolf. Uh, and 
once, uh, let's say two days before the camp, uh, he texted me out of the blue and I was like, Oh my gosh, Josh <laughs> just texted me, and I was freaking out. So, uh, I like screenshot it, showed it on my friends. I was like, Hey guys, Josh Wolf is texting me right now. And, uh, one to, to see him, uh, you know, running a training session up close in person is, you know, really, really cool. Um, and honestly he got way more into it than I thought he would be. He was, he was, you know, stopping the drill, giving coaching points and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's good, nice little fanboy experience for me. <laughs> he's got to get ready to take over that Austin club now that he's their head coach. I know. I'm, I'm happy for him that he that he's finding that head coaching position. I know he's uh, interviewed at quite a few places. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, he was a big part of my weekend too. I mean, being out there, just being on the training pitch in general. I mean, it was hot as heck, but everyone kept us real hydrated and uh, – just having an overall good time. You didn't care how hot it was, you know? Yeah, I know. And that was actually my first time on the super pitch as well. And that nice. grass, I just wanted to like take a nap on it. <laughs> and as a, as a recreational player myself, I'm always, I'm like, okay, I'm over 30. I'm trying not to get hurt. And that whole activation we had, I mean, I'm sitting here taking mental notes like, Oh shit, I feel so good <laughs> right now. I need to do all of this for my next indoor game or whatever, you know? You're going to show up 45 minutes early to the next indoor game and go through the whole routine. <laughs> uh, I, I did yesterday. Yeah, I was doing some skips and uh, a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I think our, uh, our, our listeners, they definitely want to know, what was, uh, what was Dan's biggest strength out there on the field? And, oh, and what's, what's an area for improvement that he maybe needs to work on a little bit? <laughs> uh, you know, actually, he has a, he's a pretty good cannon on him. So it took a couple rips in the game. Um, did we hit hey, Kuz? Did we get any of those on the highlight film that I sent out in your rips? I can't remember. No, but, but the best you part, cannon. the best part on that highlight film was me dribbling and a guy stole it from me. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got to make that into a gift so you guys can get that out in the public. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Until now. I don't even know how to do that. So <laughs> no need. No need. <laughs> Anything he really needs to hit the training ground on? oh man uh let's uh, all right so we put everybody through well josh and and bliss put everybody through a passing pattern at the beginning and it took about 15 minutes to get there it was it was shambles (laughs) uh so uh i think that was mostly a mental thing i think everybody was just too excited (laughs) that was intense i was like what kind of drill are we running right now is this what the pros do because this is awful Uh, I just seen uh, the U twelve academy team do that a few months ago, and it was it was smooth. So, <laughs> oh, oh man, beaten by twelve year olds. <laughs> it's okay. I had uh, I, I was in the media game at halftime that of that uh, that game also against FC Dallas, and I'm sure you know we we would have needed someone of Dan's quality out there because we were struggling. So, <laughs> we'll probably would have helped called us him up. out there. We should have called him up. He would have been pretty useful after the drinks that we had. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. Is there any, uh, for next year, is there any aspiration to obviously have more people, but to do like a full full field game? I mean, I know they didn't want us to wear cleats and they had some of the field marked off. I mean, is a full field thing something that would ever happen? Yeah, no, that's that's definitely going to happen with enough participants. Um, yeah. The reason that we didn't wear the cleats was because of the rain the night before mm-hmm. uh, and the upcoming Rangers game at the time. Uh, but definitely uh the the plan initially was to have you know the full field game um so it's definitely going to be cards for next year uh real goals 
all that fun stuff, no practice goals. So it'll happen. Very cool. Yeah, I figured, I mean, just because we had, you know, it was like eight on eight. So, I mean, I'm sure next year easily got 11 on 11 going and uh, probably some subs. So that'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to cap it out so we don't have, you know, a bunch of people sitting around. We want oh, sure. Active participants. <laughs> right. So before we let you go, Brendan, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, you mentioned that you were with the crew sort of when all the craziness was happening and, you know, us from the outside with the whole save the crew movement, you know, we were hoping that the crew would be able to stay in Columbus. And, but, you know, I'm sure there was, there was some uncertainty as it was happening. Uh, can you just let us know sort of what it was like as an employee to, to sort of go through that experience, you know, knowing that, Hey, maybe this is moving, maybe it's staying, maybe I'm not going to be here either way. I don't know. Sort of how, how did, how did that feel? Cause I'm sure that's unlike anything you've ever been through either in sports or outside of sports. Yeah, it was it was weird. I, like I like I mentioned before, uh, I was literally just scrolling through Twitter before going to bed when I saw Grant Wall tweet it, and I was like, I texted my boss and I was like, "What's going on?" And <laughs> he was like, "I don't know. This is the first time I heard of it." So uh, the next next thing I knew was I had a uh, a meeting invite for 8 a.m. the next morning with the whole company. Um, they came in and talked to us, and they said we don't really know what's happening. And we asked a bunch of questions. They're like, sorry, we can't tell you. So, uh, oh, it wow. continued like that for probably, I don't know, five months. Um, and we were just left in the dark the entire time. So it was not a fun place to work for quite some time. And then it got to a point, um, because of the, um, you know, up in the air nature, uh, with the ownership, uh, that a lot of different people were told to just like come to work and, and, they couldn't really do anything because you couldn't plan for the next year because they didn't know if they're going to be there. So it's a, it's, it's a rough situation. Um, I'm very glad that Columbus uh, is staying in Columbus. I think the, the fans there are incredible. And um, I think it would be uh, the wrong thing to do to give up on, you know, the original franchise of major league soccer. So glad it worked out. And that sounds like a stressful quality of life. Uh. <laughs> Hey, it could have been worse. There were people with, you know, you know, a wife and kids at the time that were going through that as well. So sure. I can't imagine what that would have been like. Man. Wow. Well, we're oh, glad shit, uh, glad that you were able to make your way to sport in Kansas City throughout that experience. Um, very glad to have you as the manager of youth programs and, and sort of uh, helping lead the future generations of, of sporting Kansas City players. And, uh, yeah, just uh, – really appreciative of, of you coming on and, and spending some time talking with us on the podcast. Um, are you on Twitter or Instagram or anywhere? Can our, can our listeners find you anywhere and follow you? Uh, I'm on the gram. I'm on the gram. On the gram. Uh, under, under Brennan Williams. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm out there. Hit him up, on, guys. Uh, what, what we're going to have to do is, is I'm going to have to come out to one of Tuz's, uh pickup games or rec league games. And I'm going to have to give a scouting report for him. Shoot, oh, man. There you go. Every Sunday, we'll take you if you want to travel to Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Let me know. <laughs> okay. Gotta give the uh, scouting report to PV. Hey, I found this uh, this holding midfielder that I think you might need to take a look at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah perfect. Well, shoot. Thanks, Brendan, man. Thanks for coming on, dude. This was awesome. Uh, I think everyone got a real good insight of, of what you do. And, and, you know, people don't hear about these positions in sporting. I mean, you hear about the coaches and you don't hear a lot about the you know, the youth and behind the scenes. So this was awesome. Thank for you. For sure. For sure. Thanks, man. Take care. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it.
Dude, that was so fun. Like, just, I don't know, man. Hearing everything behind the scenes like that, it was, uh, it was totally cool. I will tell you, uh, there's no way I do have uh, a, a cannon of a leg. That's not true. Um, <laughs> I very much uh, probably hurt my hip when I tried, but whatever. <laughs> no Roger Rockets for you out there on the field. Uh, maybe I struck one with high force, and I was like, "Oh, that that's a fluke. I've never done that before." So yeah, it's just don't let him fool you. It's pretty cool that he was able to take some time out of his day and talk to us and uh, just learn more about how it all works and sort of like it's really cool to know that like yeah. sporting's out there working with kids as young as two years old. That's crazy. And now, and now I'm speculating like who in the club listens to us. <laughs> that's what i want to know too we, we should have done it's very serious done a little bit more digging i'm like okay you know they know of us we know that now that's interesting so yeah we are uh no i mean a couple of the goalkeeper coaches listen to us uh from swope yeah that's true uh good guys ross is one of them and uh i'm drawing a blank on the other one yeah so yeah now i want to know shout out to uh to those of you who work at the club and listen to us uh oh, you know man, that's cool we appreciate that We're just- couple we're just an idiot and a smart guy doing a podcast man it's just good times yeah i uh i am definitely the idiot out of that one yep 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 um (laughs) but no i uh y'all if you're listening and you work at the club make sure you get pv to listen to us and then tweet us a photo of him listening and Uh, do you want to do actually do you want him to listen to us because that sounds dangerous i want them to not tweet us a photo but tweet us a video of his reaction when he's furious at all of our terrible takes Oh, that's yeah. That would not be good, <laughs> dude. He's he's probably like, I don't know what a podcast is. Okay, get out of here. I got my transistor radio over here. I don't need my podcast. Whatever the hell that is. Get get out of here. My Motorola razor. I still think Peter has a burner, and he's probably one of those people tweeting at us and telling us that we're wrong. Um, my that's very funny. my dream is for Peter to call and be like, first time, long time, and then ask us a question. And be like, I'll hang up and listen, and then. <laughs> Do that old <laughs> old classic sports radio. Um, oh, man. But I tell you, you know, I tried to dig with Brendan a little bit. I asked, uh, I was like, has Peter ever, like, lectured you or anything, man? Like, because obviously he needs, I, I that, that's what was most interesting to me. Like, he has to, you know, if he's going to teach people to play the sporting way, then he has to go be taught to play the sporting way. Um, obviously, the dude has general knowledge of soccer in general, played professional indoor soccer that's badass but he probably had to go to training all the damn time to really learn the way to do this and then to let it trickle down these little these little chicklets you know yeah it's crazy but it's cool and uh yeah i'm glad that's cool man glad that we have someone like him at the club sounds like there might be some exciting stuff coming next year for the adult camp so i'm telling you jimmy you don't you gotta jump on this man it's so fun i think you should do it with me that cryo chamber sounds a little scary. Just saying. I mean, it couldn't be any worse than that. The you know pool or whatever it was. The, the ice the, bath for ten minutes. Yeah, and that that's not even that bad, really. And cryo, you're only in there for like three minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's not nothing crazy. I was gonna say I've seen some videos of people getting in those for the first time. Though they are hella yeah. cold. So I thought about buying uh like a a pass to one of the cryo chambers around town here. I know you can like go so many times in a month or whatever i thought that would be very beneficial there you go well if you do it let me know how it is um and yeah i can't imagine how stressful it would be to be an employee of the columbus crew during the whole save the crew time yeah Um, what was that that was some great info he had man 
I mean, is my job secure? Is it not? Is my team moving? What are we doing? For months. Months. That's That just sounds scary. I mean, think about your job right now. Can you imagine going to work every day wondering if your job is just going to be eliminated? Like, that's scary, and you're probably constantly looking for other positions. Yeah, and especially, like, once you start working in professional sports, like, there's only so many of those jobs. If your team up and moves out of your city, like, your only options are to, okay, I guess I'm moving to another city, too, because it's not like you can just be like, oh, I'll just go work for the other professional soccer team in Columbus. Like, right. <laughs> it, it's just, man, there's only so many of those, and we're, we're glad that we got him at Sporting KC, though. And, uh, yeah, thank you, Brennan, for, uh, for yeah. joining us. And follow him on the gram, as he said. Um, solid, solid. You know, he said, uh, he said, follow me. He said, just Brennan Williams on Instagram. Dude, stop it. There's a million Brennan Williams on there. All right? You're not exclusive. Is it just at <laughs> Brennan Williams, though? I mean. No, no. It's, uh, it's yes, I, Williams or Yesi Williams, Y E S I Williams. So I found him. <laughs> I found him. You can't fucking hide from me. <laughs> there you go. Now you're gonna have a bunch of no other pod fans following you. Um, there you go, man. So now you gotta start posting more. So let's talk a little bit. You know, we're we're running out of time here, but let's touch on real quick this yeah, the Seattle Seattle game. game. You uh, you worried about this one? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hell yes. It's at CenturyLink Field. It's a uh, Western. Uh, you know, Pacific time zone, Western conference matchup, uh, 9 PM for us on a Sunday night. So it's, uh, it's going to be rough, man. Yeah. I will be on the East coast in Florida next week. So it'll be 10 PM for me when it starts. Um, that is late. Yeah. We'll see if I make it. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be tough, man. You better get yourself a nap. Seattle's in second place in the West on 38 points. They're a good team and they're even better at home. Eight, one and two. They've they've gotten better since we beat them at home, at our place. Yeah, this is. Uh, I have a feeling this might be a rough one. So, no Roger to break up that midfield. Ladero is a Hold hell of a player. Butts. Rui Diaz is a hell of a player. I mean, they got Christian Roldan. He's pretty good. Uh, Stefan Fry is a great goalkeeper. This this one, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm a little nervous. Yeah, this sucks though. This sucks because the ones we're nervous about is when we end up coming out on top. And I'm like, what, what even is soccer anymore? I, I can't predict <laughs> what anything. What is the sport? Um, yeah. But tell me tell me, I'm wrong. I mean, we, we tend to win the ones we shouldn't. I mean, NYC, we weren't exactly scared about it. But this one, I'm like, oh, boy, they're going to kill us. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Um, so, you know, we'll, uh, Dan will be with a, a guest host more than likely next week talking about that game. But, um, yep, yep. I've got some ideas. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, that is a victory pod that, that he'll be doing next week. Um, by the time y'all are listening to this, the MLS homegrown game will already have happened. Young Gianluca Buzio played in that. So, hopefully, he did well. We're recording before the homegrown game, so we don't yet know what happened. But uh, that's right. He is the Sporting KC you can watch that representative at uh, 4 p.m. Central. Well, you you will it will have passed. So, uh, <laughs> fuck me. Uh, <laughs> but tonight you can watch the I'll MLS All Stars featuring MLS All Star Graham Zusi because Graham Zusi, what is soccer? Uh, taking on Atletico Madrid on Fox Sports One, 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, so I don't know, and I think there's going to be the MLS All Star Skills Challenge on MLSsoccer.com. I don't know when that goes live, but that's kind of cool. It's like mini games, but um, 
I don't know. I think we talked about this last year, but like, what are your thoughts on the all-star game? Do you, are you going to, I mean, I'm going to watch just to have something in the background, but do you even really care? Um, what time is it? Uh, on 7 that, on PM Wednesday. on Wednesday central seven. So I'm going to dinner with some family at six. So I, I bet I'm home, uh, you know, a little after maybe before halftime catch part of it. Yeah. I mean, look at Letico. It's also it's also Big Brother night, so uh, that's my <laughs> Big Brother's my guilty pleasure. It's an awful show, it's a terrible show, but uh, when you watch it for twenty years, you you don't stop. <laughs> At Letty, you'll have uh, you know they're obviously a much better team than even the MLS All Stars. Um, sure, but you know they don't have uh, Griezmann anymore. They still have you know plenty of, of fantastic players, but chances are At Letty wins this. Sometimes weird things happen. They don't play their starters for more than a few minutes. Um, so who knows but that is who knows that is at least we got someone in the game for our team whether whether we think graham deserves it or not we just hope he stays safe you know hope he doesn't pick up any kind of injury or anything and comes back healthy so maybe with a little fire in his butt maybe he wants to come uh start scoring or something maybe who knows um sheesh the only other news i really kind of wanted to get to a little bit was uh there's some inter Miami news. Um, they signed their first two players in club history. Um, they are both 19 year olds from Argentina, Matthias Pellegrini, who's a, a, a striker, I believe. And Julian Carranza, uh, Pellegrini will be a designated player. So they, uh, they're spending $10 million on Pellegrini. They didn't really say what the, the contract of Carranza is, but they seem to be following that Atlanta United model, finding those young promising South American players, spending a lot of money on them and, and seeing if they can bring them here, have some quick success. So I don't know. Um, that's, that's how you do it, man. I mean, Miami, that they can tap into that South American base a whole lot more than Kansas can. Yeah, that's true. But you heard like kind of what Brennan said, like he used Barco as an example. Like he thinks it's good for the league to bring these players in because it sure. not only pushes the younger American players on the field that are there now, it's sort of, reminds the people who are in charge of the youth development and like we we have some space that we got to catch up to these other countries on argentina's developing these players brazil chile uh you, you know there's there's a, a lot of room to grow um but true and then they also announced inter miami the the first renderings of their their stadium which it's got a pink roof in their rendering so i'm all about that that's pretty cool that's pretty cool if you're in a, a helicopter or or you're Jesus, you know. At, at, <laughs> otherwise, no one else is going to see that. Yeah, but they do have you know some baseball fields in this sort of park complex, a bunch of space for a public park, a lake, a bunch oh, of soccer gross. fields. So it's going to be like a whole complex, like LA Galaxy. Yeah, but they're adamant. Like if you go to their website, it's MiamiFreedomPark.com. It's a very slick website. They are adamant that this is 100% privately funded. There are no public taxpayer funds going toward this. And also, huh. not only that, but this is kind of cool. Um, a lot of times when you hear these projects going on, uh, even if they're privately funded, they get like tax breaks from the city. They don't pay the property tax. They don't pay any of that stuff. Um, this is not only a hundred percent privately funded. They're saying that they're going to pay, um, for a fair market price for the lease of the, the, the space, the plots of land, which a lot of times doesn't happen and that they're going to pay the proper property taxes to the city, state, county, and school board, which often doesn't happen. In fact, they even put up on their website comparing, the Miami Marlins, the Miami Heat, and the Miami Dolphins. 
So they're kind of throwing their own professional teams under the bus. But also the Las Vegas Raiders, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Nashville team. Just saying like, hey, no other team's doing this and we are. So good for them, I guess. If it's true. Awesome, dude. Taking them at their word. but yeah, Right. <laughs> hopefully it's true. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. So that's uh, that's pretty much what I got. I mean, we went a little long this week. but uh, A little long. Uh, when we've got interviews like that, though, I think it's worth it. And uh, hopefully we can get more of that stuff in the future. And I forgot to tell you something. You know, I talked to a lot of different people at this adult camp, so I don't remember who told me this exactly, so you have to forgive me. Uh, but someone said, you know, I, I really like your guys' uh, postseason co- or offseason coverage, you know. And uh, he's like, you know, not everyone does like offseason coverage like that. And that was really uh, fun to tune into. And I was like, oh, that's super cool, man. Thank you so much, you know. Um, we don't think about it. We just kept going because we like doing it. And I think if we ever took a week off, it was cause I had family in town and you were just like, screw it. Let's take a week off. You <laughs> or know? it was literal Christmas. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we might've even done it on Christmas. I don't Or did we take a Christmas? I think day we off? took Christmas off, but you know, Hey, well, we won't do that again. I tell you that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for, for listening with us. Thanks again, Brennan, for yes. joining us. Um, be sure to give us those five stars ratings and reviews uh, on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at Dan Couser, at JCMax03. Like us mm. on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, can't thank you guys enough. Um, I will be gone next week, but Dan will be here probably with somebody. Or you'll hear Dan's thoughts for an hour. So that'd be fun. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, But yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch y'all later. See ya. No other pod with Dan Kuza. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.